0: Hi everybody, Todd Kearns here from Slash Featuring Miles Kelly and the conspirators. Took heroes and monsters, you're watching CMS TV.
1: Chris Aiken presents and I, of course, am Chris Aiken. And um, on with us today is a guy that I think invents new bands just so he can talk to me. It's like he doesn't want to talk to me about the same band twice in a row, so he just invents a new one. He, of course, is best known from uh slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the conspirators. Uh, is also known for Took, heroes and monsters and back once again with yet another band it is the blackbird angels new album called soul sorte and here to talk all about it is the one and only todd damn it kerns todd how are you man
0: i'm great man how are you
1: good man it's great to talk to you it's great to have new music from you um different band for you obviously a different different sound for you and for Tracy guns, well, maybe not so much for Tracy, but for you, cause <laughs> Tracy definitely, and I don't want to get into exact comparisons, but when he did like league of gentlemen, that sort of was almost like a precursor to what this became,
0: but I could see that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But for you, it's definitely different. So why don't we start there, man? Why don't we just start with the Genesis of the band blackbird angels and how you put this thing together.
0: Well, it was, uh, you know, it's another classic tale of, um, uh, you know, lockdown and all that. You sort of sitting around watching, you know, Tiger King (laughs) and yeah, whatever the (laughs) hell else is going on. And then, you know, Tracy's sort of like, Hey, uh, you know, I've known Tracy probably uh, 10 plus years, you know, of course I've been, I've been familiar with him, you know, much, much longer as, as I'm sure you are as well, but, um, and a great admirer of his work, but, um. We jammed together in uh, my band, the Sin City Sinners here in Las Vegas. Was a band that we sort of put together more just for, um, literally, just kind of like was started as a jam band just for fun. And and every time anybody was in town, George Lynch, Sylvain Sylvain, Tracy Guns, you know, would be come jam. Mm-hmm. Phil Lewis a lot actually, and then. Um, uh, we jammed together and and he was very complimentary and very nice to me about, you know, my voice and all that kind of stuff. And, and, um, and then just during lockdown, he came at me and said, Hey, what do you think about doing like a, like a seventies rock record? Like kind of like just a straight up, you know, rock and roll kind of Led Zeppelin bad company was tossed around.
1: Sure.
0: I tossed around humble pie bands like that. So that was kind of the goal, you know, it was sort of whether we, um, actually achieved it i think on occasion we sort of definitely are in the right area and you know and like like anything else you sort of weave in and out of um a few other things here and there as well but uh, generally that was the goal
1: sure and you know it's interesting because i i've read a bunch of stuff that you know the the initial reviews that are coming in and not for nothing but i think all the reviews are wrong honestly you know i think every one of every single one of them i read Has references to black crows, and I'm like, there's not black crows in this.
0: It's it's that seems that seems weird, but but I think I understand the sort of um, what's the word? I mean, there's a throwback element to it, and I think right, black crows sort of was the you know, at the time when they came out, you know, was such a throwback. Um, but we don't really have there were more like when I, in, in my opinion they were more like a initially sort of like a faces kind of band or the small faces and and that kind of a thing. And then eventually sort of leaned into like an Allman brothers kind of like element, you know, that, Mm -hmm. uh, that happened. And I don't think we're really doing too much of that. I think it's always that interesting thing of like, you know, it's almost the, the, the sort of like looking at English bands who were trying to be, american blues you know what i mean is Mm. sort of is sort of the weird reference of it all it's like you're kind of like doing a carbon copy of a carbon copy of a carbon copy in a way (laughs) you know like you're why like i was talking about the other day somebody was somebody was saying something about um john fogarty is from california but he says all those things like i hide it through the grapevine and i go (laughs) yeah but he was sort of playing with something i go we all loved a bunch of skinny white kids who were trying to be like old <laughs> right. blues men, you know what I mean? Right. And that, I think that that's sort of what's interesting to us is it was, you know, the music that excited us as kids, um, you know, we just sort of tried to make a record kind of like that, but I, I understand the sort of black crows in in a, in a way, I think maybe it's a, it's a tough touchstone to really, t- to know, but I suppose black crows is,
1: sure.
0: but there's, I, you know, for me, it's like you know, I'm definitely leaning into my Robert Plant and my Steve Marriott and st- stuff like that. So I, I, I don't know. But hey, the Crows also did Led Zeppelin records with That's right. with well, with live Page, you know, yeah. with Page, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, maybe.
1: And if you could be doing sheds thirty years from now with this, I'm sure you'd be happy, just like the Crows, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, yeah, with uh, with Jimmy Page. Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) Who will be a hundred years old or something. Right.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Well, dude, uh, you know, it's one thing to work with guys and obviously, you know, just, and, and again, this is a peripheral thing. So tell me if I'm crazy on this, but it's not really hard to think of you working with Tracy guns because you work with kind of Tracy's protege, so to speak with slash or, you know, kindred spirits are from the same origin, yeah. but you're not doing the same music. So what was it musically that, that you heard from Tracy or you learned from jamming with Tracy that made you think that you guys would have a good creative chemistry outside of classic metal or hair metal or whatever you want to call it.
0: Well, that's a good question. I mean, it's the same as sort of like, you know, you know, meeting a girl or whatever. And, and you know, she seems nice, you know, she seems cool. And you don't really know until you get into the situation. Sure, You're, you're sitting down at Taco Bell. I shouldn't have taken her to Taco Bell first. <laughs> that was the wrong one. But, uh, you know, uh, just sort of like, you know, and, and the same goes for music, because you can kind of like, you be kindred spirits with somebody and think like, I think we do really well. And then sometimes you get into it and realize, Oh, we're kind of not really jiving or whatever. And I think, although we never really had a sort of rip cord or any sort of like escape hatch, there's always that feeling of like, if we had sat down to write a song and it didn't turn out, it would just sort of fall apart. You know what I mean? Right. I think it's just naturally would just kind of like, we would all just sort of wander off into other areas, but you know, you write a song and it, it's fun and we're excited about it. And then let's write another one. And then the next thing you know, you have 11 of them and, and um, that's an album, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but I think with things like, um, you know, with, with someone like Tracy, it's kind of like, you know, I've, I've been a great admirer of, of his work. I played his songs in cover bands when I was a kid, you know, so right. it's kind of like, you know, so when it, when it happens, it's kind of like, um, it would be different. I think if it was like, We're gonna make an LA Guns record, then I'd be like, okay. But Mm -hmm. I think the fact that he had sort of steered the ship in a a particular direction where I went, like, okay, well, you know, I think I have a handle on on what that means to me. I mean, if I, you know, you and I could be having the same conversation, we're gonna sit down and make a Led Zeppelin type record, and you could have a totally different take on it too. Mm -hmm. I will say there was a real lack of Tolkien references, but uh, (laughs) uh, next time it's gonna be a concept album about Lord of the Rings nice <laughs> but um uh, but uh you know uh in reality I, I think that it was so easy i think that adam and um tracy were were making music and then just sort of shipping it over to me and i was just sitting in here and and writing and, and and coming up with lyrics and and just melodies and and send it over and every time was sort of like well i hope they like this if they don't then it's back to the drawing board but they were like wow cool awesome here's another one you know it was sort of like right. okay and it just sort of rolled like that it was in a lot of ways one of the most um one of the easiest things i've ever had to do and i say easy not in like a lazy kind of like you know or, uh, just kind of like you know i'll just do this whatever it, not right. not at all it, it's actually a great deal of hard work but um just easy in that um that collaborative uh, spirit was sort of you know very kind of like thumbs up let's move forward this is great you know that kind of thing and i you, you never know what to expect when you're writing with somebody because you know it it, it can be it can be, you know, sometimes it's pulling teeth, sometimes it's watching paint dry, and other times you just keep, plow, you know, plowing through. And sure. Blackbird, Blackbird Angels was definitely like just, we were just running the whole time.
1: Nice. Obviously, Tracy is well-known for mm-hmm. LA Guns, and he's, pro- you know, he's kind of the face of that band. I mean, sure, Phil too, but I mean, the band is even named after him in most respects, you know. And at the same time, Slash obviously an icon himself creatively how is one different from the other? Is Tracy easier? Is Slash easier? Are they do they do they even approach you in different ways for ideas? I mean how how I mean you're working with two icons here. How how are they different from each other to work with?
0: Well my relationship with Slash creatively is so much different because you know going into it um you know it was Slash is very much in charge of the music. Miles is very much in charge of the lyrics and melody. Um, that doesn't mean we haven't been in the trenches together, you know, with, a, with some riffs that sort of are coming together and, and whatnot. And, you know, I've been lucky enough to be involved in a, in, a, in a few things. I mean, well, I've been involved in every single song SMKC has put together. Sure. But, um, but you know, sometimes it's like Slash has brought in a complete, you know, musical piece in a sense. What um, Slash is also, you know, one thing I like about Slash is he's not—he likes being in a room together. He wants okay. to get the get the guys together, jam some stuff, see how it's feeling, that kind of thing. And I mean, and when sometimes we'll be jamming, you know, something. He'll come back the next day and go like, "Oh, I I I came up with something else for this part." And I'll be like, "Oh, but I love that other part that he just kind of you just removed it." He's not precious about it. He's sort of like he's very sort of like. Yeah, I, I, that wasn't working. I have this, you know, and, and, it, and it can happen to the 11th hour. We, you know, there was a song called You're a from Apocalyptic Love back in 2012. Right. That song was like it, it, it mutated a hundred times and ended up being the first single because in the studio, you know, Red Light is on, we're working, and, and that song just sort of came together. But Tracy and I, it's a, it, you know, I find myself now in Miles's position within that Slash and Miles uh, relationship. So it's a totally different experience. Um, where here's some music. Can you come up with anything to uh, to accommodate it? And uh, you know, I always think it's interesting. I you know, objectively looking back at people like David Lee Roth, I don't think people like Roth get enough credit for turning those pieces, sure. great musical pieces, who, who who could write words on top of the music for Hot for Teacher? It's right. nuts. You know, it's like it's like, but Dave, you know, Dave deserves the credit to be able to find atomic punk inside that music or any of those songs, you know I mean? Cause I mean, I not to give too much credit or, or to sort of pat the singer guy on the back, but often the riffs and all that, you know, without the lyrics and that, and that hook and that vocal that we sing along with, it's not really a song until that stuff is in right. there, you know? So, um, so guys like miles and Axel and, and all these different long list of people who who have been able to kind of like, come up with hooks and lyrics and things to put on top of these, you know, pieces of music. Um, Rush is a different conversation because there's Getty and there's Neil. Right. To to somehow come up with that stuff to go on top of that insane music. But, you know, but a lot of credit has to go to those people to to be able to find that. I love it. It's it's one of my favorite things in the world to do is to to, uh, just kind of be able to kind of complete... Uh, you know, find that music, or find that lyric, and find that melody, and find that thing within the within a musical context.
1: Is there a pressure to it though that you don't have in the other band? Because in the other band, you can kind of just, well, he did it, you know. <laughs> Where yeah, yeah, yeah. in this, you're the front guy, man. You're the one taking all the bullets.
0: No, that that's exactly it. You get all, you know, you'll you'll get a pat in the back or a kick in the pants, depending right. on how it goes. But um, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's you know, in the Slash band, it's you know it's it's amazing being uh, in the room and it's amazing how collaborative and, and, and included and inclusive it is with everybody but at the same time it's like we allow miles to have his creative liberty i mean clearly the guy is is uber talented sure. he's written a lot of songs that people love um that list goes on and on and on and continues to you know what i mean and that's sort of one of those things where you know you you bring in a guy like miles cause you love what he does and you want him to do his thing on your stuff. You know what I mean? Right. And that's, and that's just the nature of, of how this goes. You know, you're, you're hiring, you know, uh, I don't know. You're hiring magic Johnson. Cause you think he's, you know, he's going to do what he does on yeah. our team. You know what I mean? Right. And I, and I think that, I think that, um, in, in my position, it was a hundred percent more of like a, a wild swing that someone like Tracy would be like, you know, cause it, even, even the collaborative stuff he does with Michael Sweet and people like that, Michael's a proven, you yeah. know, he's, he's Michael Sweet. So, so with me, it's more like, uh, you know, I'm sure that if he had a conversation with somebody and they were like, so you're, you're doing a project with the guy who's the bass player in Slash's and slashes band, he's singing, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a bit of a, a, a bit of a swing, but, You know, and I, I, you know, over the years, I've started to get more and more, you know, you know, attention as sort of what that entails with Heroes and Monsters and a few and and a few other things that I do, where it's kind of like as as a singer and as a front guy, you know, I mean, it's 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 a totally different animal for sure.
1: And I think people have seen you sing now, you know, regardless of those pro- in slash, because you do jump out in front and, and sing a song or two, you know, throughout every show. I, I think I've seen you guys six or seven times at this point, every time you play the Roxino here in Cleveland, I've seen you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, and every time you've sang. So I think, I think there's enough people as well that won't look at it as, as much of a stretch because they've seen you sing before. Is that fair?
0: Well, yeah, not only that, but my whole career prior to Slash was, you know, what I do, you know, I'm, I'm singing, I'm on front, I'm sure. either playing guitar or playing bass, and and being the front person of whatever other thing that I've done for the past gazillion years, Right. and then you just find yourself in, in Slash's band, and what's required of you is this, you know, so then, and then along the way they go, hey, do you want to sing this or sing that, and the next thing you know, it's sort of. Spins into, you know, what started off as, you know, we needed somebody to sing Dr. Alibi from Slash's solo album in 2010. Right. And um, we're all going to die. So you're talking about Lemmy and um, Iggy Pop. And Miles was kind of like, that's not really my jam. And I'm like, OK, well, I'll, I'll handle that, you know. And then it sort of turns into, you know, then it was kind of like then it got real creative. Then it became like, hey, do you know the words to Out to Get Me or um even or
1: whatever even
0: welcome to the jungle and stuff like that he would he would just throw at me and i'd be like let's do it like i i just kind of have all that appetite stuff in here sure. since you know since i was young and um so that kind of stuff was just uh, you're crazy you know that all those songs you know just kind of like we would just play them and it would be like sort of loose and fun and and and, and easy and and miles kind of like you know i was always kind of like i don't want to be out here you know Having everybody look at me and going, when's Miles coming back? You know? <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know, by this giant person yelling at me, and you know, it's like, um, but it, you know, Miles was very much sort of like, no, it's great. I get to go and have a, you know, I go take a little break, and 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 uh, you know, he's singing at mass capacity the whole show. So it's kind of like it's nice to have a little breather, and then um, then he comes back for you know, I do a couple of songs usually, and then he comes back and it's good to go.
1: Right on, man. Well, dude, for you, it is, and I'm going to pull it back to blackbird angels. Um, when you listen to 70 singers, since you kind of did use the influence of them on this new record, um, what do you listen for? Is there, is there something in technique that you listen for? Is there a certain amount of soul that you listen for? What do you listen for that you try to pull into your own ability to, to share on a record?
0: I think the big thing for me was just sort of more of like, um, like there's no more rules in a way, you know, it's sort of like, it's funny living through the nineties because, you know, we sort of grew up on rock and we loved rock. We loved, but we were like kids from small towns and, you know, and we, we, I always feel very fortunate to have been able to create that stew of like, you know, of like, ooh, I love Judas Priest. Hey, this Iggy pop record's cool these Pixies guys are pretty, you know, this weird mix of just random rock music that you loved because you didn't really have a scene where there was a goth kid or, you know, a group of goth kids and thrash kids, the punks, the, you know, all that kind of prog dudes. It was just kind of like, we just liked what we liked. So, so in a funny way, um, you know, when the nineties happened, you know, there was a very strict line drawn that was sort of like, you don't really sing like this. You don't really look like this. And though, though I had the ability to really play with my range and really kind of, you know, go, you know, screaming your head off kind of mm-hmm. stuff, you know, it became sort of less and less of a thing. You know, Chris Cornell, guys like that were the last of the Mohicans really, you know? Sure. And then now I kind of find in a weird way, we, we, that anything anything goes again you know I, i've recently had friends kind of say who are still stuck in that mentality like like do i need in the two recordings we were starting to kind of write our own music and the guitar player was like well should we put a guitar solo in this and i go dude it's it, we, we're not really dealing with an AR guy in our ear and a right. radio promoter it's like do whatever you want you're a guitar player you're a great guitar player play a guitar solo people love it you know and I feel like the same thing, like the 70s was people finding, you know, and and really kind of like just kind of going for it. Within that, I think that, you know, I, I sort of lean more in my thinking about it with Led Zeppelin, Humble Pie, the bands that sort of were in there, they were emulating blues and r and and stuff like that. So, I mean... It's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. I I do believe in a lot of ways, and I don't know if I can, you know, it'd be in a deeper conversation that, that Marriott was a huge influence on Robert Plant because there is a sort of like where the sort of high pitched sort of like really grandiose singing when that became kind of the, the, the the staple that we all right. had to kind of adhere to. I don't know where that sort of like, I think Marriott might've been one of the first to really kind of yeah. go there, yeah. but I'm not really sure. Cause there's almost elements when I'm going back and objectively listening to it and going like, where did this come from? Cause the, you know, cause the first Zeppelin album, for instance, it's like, you know, there's like, I can't quit you. You know, I'm you shook me like they're doing, they're doing covers of old blues songs that never had that kind of singing on it at all but Plant sort of reinterpreted it as Robert Plant and as Led Zeppelin as we know it. And you're almost kind of like, is this a Janis Joplin influence? Like, right. I'm like where is this coming <laughs> from? Like, And I never really objectively thought about it because we've just always accepted it since 1968, 69, whenever that album came out. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, most of us weren't around or were babies or right. you know whatever. So we never really had the ability to question where this came from. We just sort of accepted it as like, as a delicious meal someone had presented to us. And this is, this is great. And then you right. never really thought about where did this come from? So, um, so for me, like in interpreting this kind of thing, it just kind of felt like, okay, well, it means that you could basically do whatever you want to do in a lot of ways, you know, right. it's like, cause cause there's just as many seventies references that could be a totally different thing. Crosby stills and Nash, you know, like, mm-hmm. whatever else. But, um, but in this context, when, when Tracy's talking about Led Zeppelin, I, I feel like, okay, I know what that means. I know what that language, you know. Sure.
1: It just seems like it was a much easier time in the 60s and 70s when there was rock, and that was it. There was not 400 subgenres where you had to try and fit into one of them, you know.
0: (laughs) Totally. Even with the Stones putting out a new song yesterday, you're kind of like, you think to yourself, like, when those guys first came out, all they were trying to do was be a blues band, like an R&B kind of blues Mm -hmm. band. And you're like, you know, it would have been so you're basically inventing the wheel because the wheel was like, you know, you know, it, it had just been invented. So you went like, OK, well, what if we added two wheels to it? You know, and it's just like the idea of like playing in a rock band. I don't think it ever really changes. I think even today there are kids in, in in junior high who are getting together in basements and, and, and garages. And that excitement of like there's three or four of us or five of us together in this room and they're looking at their favorite bands. when i think about that like all the you know the bands that we kind of like you know loved they were already old by the time you know back then like the stones talking about the stones yeah yeah talking about the stones in the 80s feels like you know uh the who the who was a massive influence on me um paul mccartney all those guys when they were you know still doing their thing in the 80s it was kind of like they felt like they'd been around they'd only been around 20 years (laughs) (laughs) But, but it felt like you know because it was sort of before we came along so now talking about it, which is exciting. When the day I found Led Zeppelin, there was an entire catalog of Led Zeppelin albums, right? Or, or any of those bands that you're like, you just kind of kept going back to the store every with your allowance every weekend and and going, when will this end? Until it ended, you know. You just bought every single record you could find, and I think um, it was an exciting time for sure. I think that you know we we. Um, It would have been interesting to have have lived it like at sort of 15 years old in 1970 something. Right. I don't know about you, but I was, you know, I was just a kid
1: yeah me too I'm 54 you know one of the highlights of my entire life was I got to see Zeppelin in 77 when I was nine I was nine and my mom my mom took me to see Zeppelin and I'll be honest I didn't I wish I would have been about four years older where I would have got it because other than like here comes the sun I really didn't know what they
0: were doing you know yeah of course yeah but
1: it it just still is a highlight to say yeah I saw Zeppelin
0: that's 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 a feather in your cap, man. Not a lot of hey, people man. get to say that. Most exactly. people I know never saw Led Zeppelin, yeah. yeah or I Queen know. or, yeah. or you know, any of the original wave of that kind of stuff. You know, we, we all feel, you know, like it, it's almost like the myth of it now. It makes it all the more exciting that these, you know, by the time we got into like bands like The Who and Led Zeppelin, the drummers were probably already gone. You yeah. Know, or, you know, it's it like, bro, I don't think we would have really been able to kind of wrap our head around all that. Jim Morrison was gone by the time we were all aware mm-hmm. of the doors. You know, it's like, it's, it's the nature of, of, of finding this music. And if it speaks to you, it speaks to you.
1: you know? Yeah, No, I agree, man. So uh, where another band, you obviously are still very, very much in Slash's band. Um, what are the chances we see Blackbird Angels out there?
0: Well, we're talking about it. I mean, it's been an ongoing conversation. Um, well, it seems like, and I don't know if you, you've noticed this, but it seems like every musician I know is in multiple projects. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's because the it's because the record industry is such that you know the making of the records becomes kind of a, you know, it's not like it was. Back to, speaking of the seventies, yeah, speaking yeah. of the sixties and seventies, I mean, like back in the day when you could, you know, you you would sell, whether it was fifteen thousand or fifteen million records, it meant x amount of dollars mm-hmm. you know, coming in or whatever. So, um, but that's not the way the record industry works now. So people find themselves with 52 weeks in the year and trying to kind of like, you know, if you, if I came through Cleveland three times in one year or whatever, that's different. But if you're, if you're in a touring band or a touring artist that wants to work a lot, it sort of creates this, well, I can't keep coming back to Cleveland before they're like, you know, just totally burned out that market. So I think that, you know, we we all have this, you know, you know, I was, I see Billy Sheehan, Sons of Apollo or Winery Dogs, you know, and it's kind of like, that's Big. for yeah. Mr. Big. Yeah. He's, <laughs> you know, he's constantly hustling. And I, and I think that's so cool. And I, I think there's something to be said for just the, the, the hustle of, of the working musician who, who, um, you know, it's, it's, it, it seems kind of crazy and hard. It's hard to follow sometimes for people but at the same time, to me, it seems like such a gift that there's so much music going around that, you know, you can, you, you just, the the benefit of it all is that there's just more and more music coming at you. So, um, but, but, you know, when you, you know, honestly look at how busy LA guns has been, these last few records of theirs have been some of their strongest work they've done in a long time. So, so, you know, the demand for LA guns has, has been um, strong. And then my, my schedule is ridiculous. So it's just a matter of trying to sit down and go, is there a window of time where we can make something happen? Exactly. And there, and there is, and there will be, it's just a matter of like being creative with it and, and making it a priority and, and sort of figuring it out. It's just, you know, and then you take into account that, you know, luckily Johnny Martin and Tracy are on the same schedule. So that's one, two guys that you can kind of like sure. nail, nail down to one schedule. Um, and then, you know, just kind of figuring out the whole thing and, and, and going from there. But um, I definitely believe that it will, it's just sort of more, um, you know, a case of, of when we can, we will definitely, yeah. Uh,
1: very good man. Well the album is called Soul Sort Soul Sorte is that correct? Soul Sort. No, I've
0: been meaning to ask Tracy that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Danish for blackbird. So okay. I don't know. In fact, I heard it someone say it to me in Danish and it sounded nothing like either of us would say. I've been saying <laughs> Soul Sort or Soul Sorte and it and when they said it it was like, "Okay, well that's, <laughs> all I'm, right, not gonna, that's cool. I'm not I'm not going to attempt that." So um <laughs> but I think that, yeah, it means blackbird. It's in Danish. So he sent me a mock-up of the album cover and I go, wow, cool. What does that mean? Same question. You know, he goes, <laughs> right. it means blackbird. I go, okay, cool. That's awesome.
1: Right. If you're ever in, in, um, in Denmark, you'll know what to say, right? Exactly. Well, Tracy
0: <laughs> splits his time between Denmark right. and, and, and Los Angeles. So he's sort of, um, yeah, I think he's got his citizenship over there. I'm not, okay. I think, and yeah, he's, he's legit. Right. He knows how to speak the language and everything. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's why he knows how to say the title.
0: <laughs> there you go. And that's Perfect. all that matters. The, right? h- him and all the people from Denmark. <laughs> that's right.
1: Well, here's the album cover people should be looking for. Um, where should we tell people to go to keep up with you, Todd, and to buy not just stream, but buy the records and That'd buy be nice. merch and uh, all yeah, that uh, stuff?
0: Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm at ToddKerns.com. You can always find me or Todd ToddKerns on Instagram. Todd damn it, Kearns, on X now, are we calling yeah, it? I'm I so think con- we're calling
1: it X. I'm
0: so confused on that. <laughs> um, they just change that midstream, and you're like, what's going on? <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, when it comes to stuff like like Blackbird Angels, I mean, you know, in this day and age, it's fascinating, you know, to know where to buy a compact disc. Sure. I use that's the full term of CD there for you. Um but uh it, it does exist. I mean if you go to Frontiers uh their their uh website, which I think is Frontiers.com, I'm not sure. Or Frontier Records. But, I, think um, it's anyway, IT. I you're right, because it's Italian. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. See? <laughs> I'm I'm Canadian and everything's dot C A. So right. Yeah, I, I should know that. Dot IT. Um so yeah, you'll definitely find it there and hopefully it'll kind of appear in 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 the odd place here and there. So yeah, it's a fascinating time. I'm still one of those guys that, you know, m- my wife is the queen of, like, supporting all of our friends. I'll be like, things will just show up at the house, final or, or CDs from friends' fans. Sure. And she'll go, oh, I'm supporting the team. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, and it, it's just sort of, you know, these days it feels like most of us are ordering everything offline or online anyway. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's kind of like, um, you know, hopefully people can find it. Otherwise, it'll be on uh, streaming services uh, tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and then you can make and then you can make what one zillionth of a penny for each play.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's a fascinating time. And you know, and I think that somebody was just yesterday was talking about, you know, you know, some 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 industry where there was like, subway drivers or something like that, where eventually the, you know, the when everything becomes sort of like computerized, and you don't need people to to drive these things anymore. It's sort of like, just renders an entire industry you know redundant Mm. and i go and i go yeah but i play in the music business so i really don't have a whole lot of sympathy for people because it's like you know we just kind of like we had to we had to adjust you know we just have to continually adjust to the changes coming at us so To a kid today, I think that growing up and being a big, rich rock star is still a dream. It's just a different thing. But, uh, you know, I to me, I've always wanted to be a musician. And that's what I am, a musician. Right. You know, I play music and I, I write music and I create music. And, and that's really, to me, that's, that's the... Uh, that's the reward right and that, and the point whatever sense that i'm making on, <laughs> right. there on you streaming go. yeah
1: <laughs> well one more time it is blackbird angel soul sorte is how it's spelled we don't have any idea how it's said but we'll say soul sorte for now um it is out tomorrow so go get it and um uh todd thanks so much for joining me once again on chris acre presents
0: my pleasure brother hope to see you next year doing something else
1: absolutely <laughs>